Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast, My Hang Thoughts. I have a very special guest. I call her Anthony, but her name is Miriam Greenberg, and she's going to interview herself. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast, Chazi. I'm very excited to be here. I'm very excited to have you on the show. So I have a very few questions to ask, because when I was thinking of who to um, have, my mom was like, why don't you have Anthony? She works with kids that um have learning disabilities is that correct that is correct i i work with students who have different kinds of learning challenges many times it's because they have a diagnosed learning disability but not always it's it's students who we know that they're able to you know understand and they we know that they're able to um do the things that they need to do in order to learn the skills that they need but for whatever reason in certain areas they seem to have a harder time so we try to figure out where the problem is and what we can do to present the material to them in a different way so that they can learn to the best of their ability and feel proud of all of their accomplishments. Um, that's amazing. So before we ask everything about what you do for your job and company, I want to ask the questions about my single story and how you reacted and stuff. Because you you lost pretty young then. You just had Sri and Adiva. So I just want to know what was, I was like. So my first question is going to be, what was your reaction when you found out we were born too early? So, well, let's back it up a little bit because you have to remember that it was also a big surprise to all of us when we found out that Ema was going to have not just one baby, but two. So we were all kind of super excited and super, um, you know, looking forward to this very different kind of pregnancy already. And then you guys decided it was time to come early. <laughs> so... Um so Sorry. yeah go ahead guys um no it's just because uh, Zadie told me they rushed and bought tickets right away what did you guys do did you go visit them in the hospital so well when we heard uncle Aaron always tells a story that he remembers he was just starting to work on York University on the campus and he had a very old it was before the days where everybody was texting a lot but he had this this palm pilot and a text came in from your dad that said mazel tov it's boys and Uncle Aaron actually saved. He's never got rid of that of that phone or that text because, you know, it was such a it was a very important moment because it was a very exciting moment because you had arrived and we found out you were boys and we found out that you were here. And it was also a little bit of a scary moment because you came quite early. And at the time, you know, medical advances weren't exactly where they are today. And we really weren't sure what your future would hold. But nonetheless, we were very excited and we needed to meet you as soon as possible. So if you remember, you were born just um, after Yom Kippur, just before Sukkot. So we didn't have that much time to leave our kids and get to you right then and there. Safdi and Zadie were able to get on the plane, like you said, and do that. But as soon as we could get to you, which ended up being Cholomite Sukkot, Uncle Aaron and I jumped in the car and we drove to New York to come see you in Mount Sinai Hospital in the NICU. Amazing. So um, my next question is going to be, so we didn't know really when I had hearing loss, because you were out of the way a few months for the test, but what was your reaction when you found out I had hearing loss? Um, I think we were, you know, I was a little bit sad to hear that, that you know, you, you had a challenge, that it would be something that would make aspects of your life difficult. But in the big picture, because of the circumstances of you being born so early and us, you know, when you were first born, we didn't, we didn't even know, you know, Every day we were just grateful that you were still alive and with us. 
So in the big picture of things, it didn't quite seem as scary or as sad. Um, maybe if this, if the overall circumstances had to be different, but we, we knew already by then that you were strong and that you were a fighter. And so we knew that you would be able to overcome this challenge or, or learn how to live with this challenge and, and be so inspiring with it, which is what you are. Thank you. Um, so my next question is going to be, what is your point of view to hearing loss? What do you think when you hear hearing loss? Um, I think about sort of what, because you know my background and what I do, I always think right away, okay, so what can we do in the environment to change the environment to help the person with the challenge, you know, function to the best of their ability? So when I think of hearing loss, I think of, okay, so what is it that happens in your world in order to help you navigate maybe the challenges that are presented? Um, and then I learn from you. Uh, amazing. So now um, we're going to join, jump into like what you do for work after the hearing loss. So um, like I said before, my mom mentioned you work with kids that have a hard time hearing or if they might have like disabilities. So have you worked with kids with hearing loss or like who know anyone with hearing loss? Hmm. I Many, many years ago, I did work with a student. Um, actually, no, I've worked with a couple of students. Um, in my in my experiences who have had hearing loss. I also work with a lot of students who might not have hearing loss, but they have what's called um, auditory processing issues, which is when they have a hard time sort of their brain connecting in terms of the information that's coming in from their, you know, from their from their ears and their brain working together to make sense of that information in order to to work with it. So there's so many different things that we do in the classroom in terms of um, trying to help students with those issues. And one of them is actually that the teacher wears an FM system, which is like a little mic, which I can't remember if you ever had I've before had, the implant. You've had it even with the implants? Um, I've had it just with the implant. I don't think I had it with my young age. Just hmm. And how did you, because many times my students actually who had it, they actually did not like it. They found that it was it was too much, that it the noise was too much for them. And it also part of the part of the issue many times you tell me if this is your experience too, it's not even the hearing, but it's the filtering. It's the being able to pay attention to specific noises, one more than the other. So they would find that like the teacher's voice was coming way too loud and it was overwhelming them and they couldn't kind of manage everything that was going on around them. So it didn't always work the best way that it should. Oh, look, we have a surprise visitor. Hi, Diva. I would like to be next. <gasps> oh, you want to be next? Okay, let's see. See. Uh it's gone on record on your podcast now, Fezzi. You're kind of stuck. Okay, it's, it's proof. Um, well, for me about the FM, never really troubled me. Really, the only issue I had was the teachers kept on forgotten mic. So it was a it was a surprise or something. Or it was too loud. I would be like, I hear the teachers talking. Everyone be quiet. And I would just listen. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm talking about this. Sometimes it would be annoying. Sometimes it would be funny. But the only really problem I had was meal. But actually, I don't really use it a lot anymore because I sit in the front and I'm right next to the teacher. But when I do wear the mini mic, it's actually really helpful and I hear way better, especially with Hebrew now, so I can hear every word and then understand quickly. Did you find it harder, Hazi, with the new when you made Aliyah in terms of Hebrew? And do you feel like like do you feel like the hearing loss impacted that, or do you feel like it's this it was the same kind of learning? I think it was the hearing the same kind of learning, just a little harder because it was also in Hebrew. So it was harder for everyone to learn a new language, especially for me because of my hearing. Now I'm to hear the word right. So it wasn't the harder, but I managed. Of course you did, because you're chazi. 
Thank you. So um, my next question is actually, Svi told me to ask this to you. So shout out to Svi. He mentioned that you, like for the cochlear implants, they have these iPads and computers to look, to compare. So you have, um, Svi says you work, you have these like special iPads and technology to compare for the kids that you work with. So would you like to compare about, you know, with hearing loss, but then like with the kids you work with, do you like want to compare with how you guys do, do that? Sure. So we actually, they're not special iPads. They're just any, any regular old iPad. What we do is, you know, my friend Galit. So she and I have a business where we help students um, learn how to use the iPad as their digital binder for school. So many times if students have a hard time keeping themselves organized, knowing what to do with all their papers, um, when they want to, you know, keep their, their calendars organized so that they know what tests are coming up, how to review for tests, uh, writing assignments, we kind of train them using different apps to actually not have to use a binder, not have to use writing or papers, but to keep everything organized and use the iPad as their friend, as their educational tool. So I actually have never used it though um, for specifically for a hearing related challenge. Um, but having said that, when, when, we, when we were developing our program, we did learn a lot about how you can use, um, it, it's called, um, Oh my God, accessibility functions on an iPad, which there are many of. So you can write for people with visual issues. They can, there's all sorts of things that you can do in terms of the fonts and in terms of the backgrounds and in terms of the contrast. Um, you can also have things read out loud. Um, so I would imagine even, I'm trying to think which are, those are for visual impairment. I'm trying to think when there's an issue with hearing. Uh, well, obviously there's volume adjustment and control, um, but I'm sure there's other, other things that the iPad could also be helpful with. Do you ever use an iPad? Mm, I haven't used an iPad before, but I use like a small remote that told me about my batteries and everything. But now I have an app on my phone for, called the Nuclear Smart. So I just, I check when I'm listening to music, my phone or batteries or to find my processor. Actually, one time um, when we were in Toronto, we lost my one of my friends in the bus and everyone was looking for Svi, Ezzy, and what's funny, so I had my app on, find my, it's on the app, and we were looking for the process, and we was right next to the bus, and what's funny is, Svi's looking in the bus, I don't know if he told you, he's like, I can't find it, I can't find it, and Ezzy, and I'm like, the, and the app says, okay, it's right here, you should find it, as he goes in for a second, and he just finds it, which is kind of funny, but that's also like an example, what um the app, what, like what kind of app I use, and what tabs I use. Yeah. And I just remembered you can control the speed of speech, which could be helpful. Not in addition to volume, you can control the speed. And there's also technology where you can um, you can have something that's voice uh, translated into text. So that's also helpful because you can have words on top of somebody's audio recording so that you can see it at the same time. So there's lots that you can use there. Yeah. Amazing. So um, my next question is going to be, do you have any stories from us from the hospital or like when we were little related to my hearing loss? like share any funny stories funny stories related to your hearing i mean i've got a hundred thousand funny stories about you you know and your shenanigans with your siblings and your cousins but are they specifically related to your hearing loss says hmm i should right um it doesn't have to be hearing loss well there's all you know there's a million stories about you guys and your your insanity when you get together. Um, but for me, actually, when I whenever I think about that time when you guys were born, I actually, 
I just think so much about how the staff in the hospital loved your Ima, loved your dad, loved you guys. You guys always had such a positive, they had such a positive attitude. You know, they used to call your Ima a ray of sunshine. The nurses would call her that. And I think that that's what I see in you and Gabi in terms of how you approach your life and everything that comes your way. You take your parents' modeling and lessons that, you know, it's all about your attitude and how you handle what mm -hmm. what comes your way in life. Luckily. So we've got lots of stories that can illustrate that, but that's just the overall message that I always think about when I think about you guys. So we had an impact, like a ray, like a ray of sunshine, the impact. That's right. Um, you had so, a huge impact. Yeah. So my last question is going to be, even though you don't really work with kids that have hang loss anymore, how do you help? How do you like try and make a difference? Um, well, part of, you know, working with, with students just um, with our iPad business or, you know, you know that I also have my work that I do on campus with university students. And that's a scary time sometimes for people when they're starting to like look ahead at their lives and their career choices and trying to navigate all those things. So I just try to be a listening ear. I try to offer some advice if I think that there's something that I can, you know, that I can suggest and that we can always find, you know, something that we can learn from other people too. And I think that that's a good lesson to take in life that we can always be learning from each other. Um, amazing. That's a great answer. I totally agree with you. Um, so that's all the questions I have. Thank you for being on the podcast. It really means a lot. Thanks for having me, Chaz. I feel bad that I didn't have a funny story because I know that there's hundreds of them. I'm just not good at coming up with them on the spot. But you'll you'll see in five minutes after we're done, I'll think of one. You can save for next time. You can save for next okay. time. Okay. Sounds Thank good. You.